what's going on? You are listening to Pull the Plug Podcast with myself, Mrs. Godzilla. And me, Justin G. Hey. hey. It's just us two fucking idiots right now. Yeah. Um, you know, things happen. Life happens. But this week we have two good of a show to not release it like ASAP. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Like it, this like this needs to get out like tomorrow. We're doing a public service. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. No Briner, no Sarah. But, you know, the G's are here. That's right. And really, and she gonna give it to you. Is what I'm saying. <laughs> that's, that's what that shirt says. That I'm imploring everybody to buy, please. Yeah, merch at p2bpodcast.com. That's right. I'm <laughs> um, got a fun little show for you. Um, now, before we talk about what's coming up on tonight's show, I wanted to give you uh, a little breakdown of some some. We're all, we're we're fans of dirty facts here, right? We like a little a little mean, naughtiness. I'm, right? I mean, from time to time. Well, it, there's the show will be filled with great music. I can assure you, but also a little bit of naughtiness. And we're starting here. Um, E-bombs world. You guys know that that was a site still? Like it's, it's still a thing. Still around. It's still oh, around. Man, that's from the depths of the internet, right there. They basically just do like listicles yeah. now, which is fine because I love that shit. But they have a list of um, dirty facts that prove historical figures were absolute freaks, mm. which piques my interest. Yeah. Um, we're not going to go through all of them, um, but the link will be shared in the show notes down below in your podcast player. There, um, Bill uh, Ben Franklin, for instance, one of the yeah. presidents and founding members of the great nation in the United States of America, I've down heard south of there. Uh, he liked to stand nude in front of open windows because he had no shame at all yeah i like to do that actually at the front of our house as well <laughs> that's why we have no shame so many complaints no shame no <laughs> friends <laughs> um f scott fitzgerald his wife uh, zelda told him that the way he was built he would never please a woman which is hard to hear from self-awareness though wow no but you not, you don't want to hear that from your wife that's <laughs> no that's kind of shitty so he confessed this to ernest hemingway in a french bar and hemingway told him to meet him in the bathroom where he looked at fitzgerald's dick and told him he was quote perfectly fine oh so so zelda just a little bit of a bitch a little bit of a bitch listen ladies this is just a little little uh, side thing if he's not that big it just means it's perfect for backdoor action. Oh, dear Lord. Yeah, I guess you're right. Uh, Victor Hugo was a very diligent visitor at uh, Parisian brothels, uh, so much so that the day he was buried, all the Parisian brothels closed for the day so prostitutes could go to the funeral. Sex workers. Sex workers. Well, yeah, sorry. Yes, sex workers. After I just called Zelda Fitzgerald a bitch. So. A bitch, yeah. Ugh. Oh, man. Uh, James Joyce uh, wrote absolutely filthy letters to his wife, Nora. Like, like... Like talking about like anal sex and going down on her and like just wanting to just do horrendous things to her body, like like sexually horrendous things to her body, like just it was good times. Wow, good times. A writer. Uh, yeah, uh, Lord Byron was an anorexic, drug and sex addict who uh, had sex with his sister. Oh no, a lot. No. Um, Mozart apparently was kinky as shit. He wrote a, a song or a poem which roughly translates to modern English as Lick My Ass. Oh, my God. <laughs> um, and I'll leave you with this one. There's a ton. Actually, no, I've got two more. Sorry. Uh, Peter the Great scoured the Russian Empire in search of dwarfs and giants in an effort to breed a race of each. I have heard this before. While he couldn't find enough giants, he found many dwarfs. Right. He would bake a huge pie and have a dwarf get naked and wait inside of it to jump out and scare guests at parties. Wow. It's a little fucked up. Wow. And finally, Napoleon liked his women smelly. He once wrote to Josephine, quote, I will be home in three days. Don't wash. <laughs> 
What a weird kink. It's, I mean, look, hey, I'm, we're not here to kink shame at Absolutely all. And I know that's not, not what you're doing, but no. it is a, that is an odd one. Like, it's a choice. Yeah. I don't know. I remember watching, like, uh, in Canada here, the, the showcase um, Red Shoe Diaries on, like, Friday nights or oh, whatever. Yeah. It's my, that was my sexual education right there. And, like, you know, people, <laughs> like, that are into mustard and stuff. And you're like, <laughs> what's happening? Why, why is this a thing? And, um, yeah, not bathing. That's. Never made much sense to me. No. But, you know, hey, again, do what you got to do. Learn live, learn something new every day. Live your life. Yeah. So th- that's just a fun little little thing to get get us into the show. <laughs> and we may have some new listeners this week uh, because of our musical guest. That's right. Um, and uh, apologies Sorry. in advance, <laughs> but um, at least we led with this to give you a taste of uh, what is to come this evening. But I promise you, if that's not your thing... Um, uh, there's more. <laughs> there's more, but we we you know we have chap po- uh, podcast chapter markers. You can right. skip the chapters. You can see that. You know if you want to get to the good stuff, it's coming up. You can you can go ahead and skip it. That's fine. We understand. That's absolutely right. This week we are so thrilled to welcome our very special guest Eric Bolton uh, from Cambridge, Ontario. A nice lo- uh, local boy. Yeah. Here. Uh, new music out. We're gonna get a taste of some of that this week as well. Uh, three live tracks that he performed for us. Uh, in his very own studios uh, out of Cambridge, um, Ebolt, uh, Ebolt Music, and we are so, so excited to have him on. Um, so yeah, stick around, Eric Bolton fans. And yeah. for those of you who are Pull the Plug podcast fans. You're going to like him too. Here like, you are. Yeah, here yeah. you are. You're, you, this is what you're used to. And but uh, don't skip the chapter marks because we've got more random dirty have, shit to come. Well, we're going to talk about this time traveler who apparently is saying the aliens are coming and three foot spiders and all this kind of shit is coming that. in the new year. So I'm very excited about that. And um, the voice control dick sucking machine is something that we're going to be... That's at the end of the show. That's after the Eric Bolton interview. Yes. So, so Eric Bolton fans, if you're like, hey, do you know what? I'm not interested in a dick sucking machine. First of all, why not? I mean... but. Teach question your, own, your choices um but uh yeah you can stick around for uh, <laughs> everything eric has to offer and then bail um but i mean the mystery Don't. around this machine is is enough to keep carry us through for the rest of the day <laughs> it'll get us there so stick with us just like the machine will and uh you know make, make your decision after that that's right yeah uh, if you want to stay today with anything pull the plug related head over to our website p2bpodcast.com um and let's get into the first eric bolton song here this yeah. is uh, he performed this uh song as shannon said live in his studio this is lessons in love here on pull the plug It's hard to take my story and lay it out in song Rhyming out the years while my heart just beats along Learning how to sing has been a lesson in love With kindness for the road From where I've been to where I'll go Sometimes the tenser moments can be tough to navigate Emotions run so high and it's so hard to see things straight Learning how to sing has been a lesson in grace 
one I hope to hold forevermore, evermore. And I'm face to face with the life I have made through the songs I feel free to take it all less seriously. A story isn't hard to write when you love along the way. Just try to make it rhyme when you sing. Oh, I could curse my weary mind for reading too much into things. Fighting for perfection when I should simply let them be. So learning how to sing has been learning to breathe. And what will be, will be. So let it be, let it be. And I'm faced to face with the life I've made. Through the songs I feel free to take it all as seriously. A story isn't hard to write when you love along the way. Just try to make it right when you sing. Seriously, a story isn't hard to write when you love along the way. Just try to make it rhyme when you sing. Lessons in love from Eric Bolton. There, you are listening to uh, Pull the Plug podcast. And before we get to our fantastic interview with Eric Bolton, that's right. I need to tell you. I need to give you a warning. The aliens are coming. Oh no, what? Yeah. I hope they're friendly. Well, this is a, it's from a, a self-professed time traveler from the year 2671. Um, it's a TikTok user who goes by the name of Eno, Eno Alarak? Alaric? Has, it doesn't right. matter. Why would, <laughs> why would that matter? Uh, has said that aliens are going to crash on Earth in a giant meteor mm-hmm. on the 8th of December. Very specific. So it's, I, mean, I, I do appreciate the specificity of it, which yeah. is, you know, it sounds like, well, it's going to be happening sometime next year. Yeah. And then he can claim, you know, when it doesn't happen, well, I, you know, the time stream fucked with my brain or something. At least the 8th of December, we can we can plan for it. We can mm-hmm. get through Dutch Christmas, which is great. Great. Love for, that. For those I know everyone's really stoked on that. Um, yeah. <laughs> Tell me more. <laughs> uh, and alongside that, this content creator also warned about four other events that's going to, that are going to take place over the next six months months so they started off the recent video with the caption attention in all caps because you got to get right. the people's attention yeah yes i am a real time traveler from the year 2671 remember these five dates to come so he says he is a real time traveler so he's not lying so that's good yeah you know it's good to confirm your Fact identity checking. yeah yep. absolutely the first one is supposed to be on november 30th so in just over a month from recording when the james webb telescope new uh, telescope that nasa launched into space earlier this year, will find a, quote, new planet 
that is a mirrored version of Earth. Wow, that's exciting. That'd be huge fucking news. That's really exciting. You imagine. Second is the alien invasion, which they claim will happen when a large meteor hits Earth containing new types of metals and alien species. Okay. Now, not out of the realm of possibility. Absolutely. You know, could happen. I don't know why aliens would live on a meteor because any meteor that's big enough to live on would kill us. So, right. No, I mean, they're just hitching a ride and we don't know how small they are. That's, or, that's yeah. a good point. Maybe they're tiny little ants. Yeah, that's right. Uh, and and then, then they can like grow oh, on see, Earth. Mm, yeah. See, we're going to talk about bigger ants in a little bit, actually. <laughs> um, on February 6th, 2023 of next year, another bad event is on the cards, as the so-called time traveler says, quote, a group of four teenagers, this is where he starts to lose me, I'll say it. <laughs> a group of four teenagers discover ancient ruins okay. Okay. and a device that opens a wormhole to other galaxies. Do you know what? Again, he's so specific and the fact that he's providing us dates, I mean, this is all happening very soon. Like, it's all at once. It's all at once. It seems... Almost too far-fetched to be true. Do you Almost. know what, though? Maybe he's told us about past events and that have happened and we just don't know about them. Because they didn't, they didn't happen? No, or? no, they happened. Oh, is They've the, just not just... gained, you know, newsworthy traction. We so have... he's burying the lead when he's like, you know, on <laughs> this date, so-and-so is buying a tuna sandwich. That's right. And he's going to get sick from it. Yeah. So he's just, he, he led with that. Right. Oh, it's an interesting choice. <laughs> but I like where your head's at. Right. Uh, so following the whole wormhole to another galaxy thing, uh, that will then be followed in March when a team of scientists exploring the Marianas Trench find ancient species, mm. just ancient species that could be anything that could be just an old fish. <laughs> but if you're going to find it anywhere, that's where you're going to find it. Where you'd find it. I mean, that's terrifying. Uh, and finally in May, a rather catastrophic event, a catastrophic event will be happening as a quote, 750 foot mega tsunami hits the U.S. West Coast, which mainly affecting San Francisco. Oh, shit. So that sucks. Yeah, big time. And this isn't the first time, apparently, this, this person has issued warnings oh, for the okay, future. okay. Here and it's we be, go. It's beginning to kind of, it, it's, it's kind of becoming difficult to keep up with their claims, frankly. So just to name a few, the, the creator also claimed that a three-foot spider <laughs> will be discovered in January of 2023. Three-foot spider. Okay. Alongside an 18-foot bear... I want to know, is it long or like how, how, how 18 feet and a foot long ant. So he, or this person is just really expecting a lot of gargantuan creatures. A lot of very large animals. What a weird prediction to make. It's, it's strange. In their first ever TikTok, they said they chose to come back to this year because quote, dark times are ahead. I hope that'll be able to change what the future has in hold for you all by warning what is to come. And TikTok users have been reacting to the claims not very seriously. You know, they've... Imagine. One commenter said, if you're a time traveler, when am I going to get a girlfriend? Second, jokingly added, can you predict when my dad will come back? <laughs> oh, no. Uh, and someone else could... Yeah, and on the second Tuesday of next week, McDonald's ice cream machines might actually start working. So... Do you know what, though? I really doubt it. That's That seems a little too far-fetched. Yeah. So, yeah, we've got about a month-ish until some crazy shit starts happening. Do you know the biggest takeaway from this is that Mm. this time traveler knows how to use TikTok, which means buy stock. (laughs) Because it's clearly been around. There's longevity to this app, guys. So, I mean, the aliens can't be that bad because if he's been around 
you know, if human beings are still around in like 600 years after an alien invasion, like they're friendly, they're at least not that competent if they want to take us over. So that's a good sign, too. That's right. Uh, yeah, find the show notes as well as uh, ways to get in contact with us over at our website. P2Ppodcast.com. And guys, stay tuned. We've got our interview coming up with Eric Bolton. Uh, if you want to learn more about Eric, ericbolton.ca, new album out now, Here Between. Um, and we're, we're going to get to that soon, but first. We got another song. Uh, this one's by Ida Scott. This is Victoria here. I'm pull the plug. Right. 
today here on PTP, we are honored to sit down with Canadian singer-songwriter, music educator, and Galt Love founder, Eric Bolton. Welcome to the show. <laughs> Thanks so much for having me. <laughs> uh, new album just released, Here Between. It's out now, and uh, the album release show is just under your belt. Tell us a little bit about the album and how it feels to finally have it available to listeners. <laughs> okay, deal. I could talk about this forever, so Good, I'll, try to, <laughs> I'll try to keep it shorter. Um, this album has been a, a year in the making in in its literal form but then um really some of the songs have been around for like six seven years so it's been a long time coming i've wanted to do a solo project for ages and i have another band shy harry Mm -hmm. and we've done a few albums together that's always ended up being the focus for my writing but more and more just especially with covid and lockdown i was doing so much on my own and i have a music studio so it was like hey i could actually use this even though we're in lockdowns i have a studio i can go to so i was very grateful for that and um yeah finally started recording this album uh and it went really 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 well um but it (laughs) but it was six months of actual recording and like yeah we it just the project kept expanding yeah um, yeah, again, I could talk forever, so I'll, I'll, but I'll quickly say what happened was I put out one song, uh, in September, 2021 called yeah. the home light and with the full intention of then in October starting to record an EP of songs okay. and, um, I even booked a rad studio in Hamilton called halo and r- ridiculously talented musicians to join me. And we were going to create this EP live off the floor. Um, and then while after the home light came out like two weeks later um still not at the time of going into the record the ep i found out that the home light was up for track of the week with classic rock magazine yeah wow. and it was super super random because like i'm i'm not a famous guy and so i was like how did that happen that's got to be a total mistake they've tagged the wrong eric bolton and then i looked and sure enough it was my song wow. and um and was starting to get uk radio play and then so this company over in the UK that I was working with um, said, well, this is great. But in the UK, we don't care about EPs. We care about full albums. And so I was like, well, I had no idea. I know. What? I had no idea. Yeah. That's nuts. I don't really know why that is. Maybe it's like an all or nothing situation. But or they want <laughs> like, a, yeah. <laughs> oh, man. So I was suddenly like, well, what, what do I do? I only have an EP organized. And then. Like, well, I guess you have to write more songs. Yeah. And so <laughs> no I pressure. Yes. So I booked the studio again and did a whole other weekend of just tracking. And most of those songs I didn't have any lyrics for. It was just musical ideas. And then I went into the process of trying to write lyrics. And it was interesting. It was like, hey, on this day, we're recording the vocals for these two songs. So have the lyrics done by then. Wow. And so it was just go, go, go. But it, it extended the project a fair bit. Then finally in May... Um, we did the last thing, which was tracking a choir over top of four of the songs. And then now the last four or five months have been just the business side of things. So now that it's actually here, it's re-energized me like away from the business side and back to the creation of the music. Yeah. You, you, don't, you don't get energized by the business side? <laughs> oh, my goodness. I hate it. Like, I, I, I guess every year I, I get more intrigued by it, by, by learning more about the music mm-hmm. industry. But... Man, no. Also, every year I just more wish someone else would do that for me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's it's really weird because like you spend so much time creating something and pouring so much passion into it, but then, like, when it comes to sell, then it becomes just a product, and it's just 
like all that you know creativity and stuff mm-hmm. just gets put to the side and you have to instead just sell it and it's mm. so it's so not me and and you get so many people with varying views as to what you're like you'll have random people be like oh yeah no this album's no good <laughs> and well, then and then other people are like oh this album's amazing nine out of ten and you're like cool like and, and it's so hit and miss and you're just like finding those niche mo- like pockets and where yeah. you, where your audience is and I, I hate that. I, I just want to go on a stage and play music. No, and I've, I've always found that such like a daunting notion with being a musician that you take something that is so personal that these are words and that, that you've written down, music that you've created, and it's so a part of you. And then you're like, here, everybody else. Yeah. Enjoy. Don't be nice, please. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, man, that's that's next level that I, I can't imagine having to do that. Oh, it's interesting. I think you... I don't, I don't know. I feel like I'm, it's another thing. You learn more every year, but one of the things is you slowly learn to not take everything super seriously mm. and yeah. sort of just kind of let things go. And if it's right, if it's the right fit, it's the right fit. If it's not, it's not. And don't don't force it. Yeah. 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 I don't know. But people are interesting. I had someone recently like <laughs> just say, hey, we'd love to come. We'd love to work with you. And the response, instead of being anything sort of just you know kind or getting around it was just i appreciate that you're interested uh, it's not reciprocated <laughs> that was, I was a like, slammed door i was like oh okay cool so, yeah no 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 gently closing that door it was just wow so i was like okay deal but then the next day you get an email from someone saying like this is awesome you're going to be in rotation on our radio station like for the next three months we right love on. this song and so it's kind of weird like you're like one on one day you're like slammed to the ground on the yeah. next day you're really encouraged and elevated and so you sort of have to not take any the good or the bad you kind of can't take it too seriously yeah Yeah. you have to remember that it's so like subjective for people right like Mm -hmm. yeah and how they feel at that particular time right like Mm -hmm. that's gotta mess with you it does (laughs) oh man but it's it's true of even the messaging in music like i I have you know you have i have my reasons why i wrote the songs and then someone might interpret them for their own reasons and that's great i love that about art but um yeah, you just never know if it's going to be something that resonates with people. And maybe it doesn't today, but in a year, someone will be in a spot where like, oh, that means something to me now. That's and you right. Never yeah, know. yeah, definitely. Man. It might be asking like if you have like somebody like, what's your favorite child? But do you have like a particular favorite song on the record? Or one that like really like, if you're like, if you want to listen to one song on the record, make it make it this one. Make it this one. Oh, okay. So I am really proud of the whole album but the last like four songs really to me are the the strength of the album and the real beautiful like i don't know just something about those last four tunes is really it's it's all one big vibe like you could almost it almost feels like one big song um there's which those songs are um steady my love you echoes and lost part of me and um yeah, they they're just all kind of heavy hitting. I think if I had to pick a current favorite cuz it changes all every day, <laughs> it would be Steady My Love because Steady My Love uh when we played it live um this past weekend just at their three album release shows, like each time we played Steady My Love, it just felt like something special happened live and i really really yeah this just that second half of the song especially just 
drops into something that I think is really, 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 really special. So I, I, I would say right now, Steady My Love, but really any of those last four songs are probably my favorites shuffle between those four songs. Okay. Nice. Yeah. I like that. And uh, who were you listening to or who really inspired you while you were writing? I mean, like you said, it was a long, long process, but anyone in particular that you can grasp at that inspired parts of the album? Mm. Um, I definitely have like my, like I'm such a '90s rock fan. Yeah. So um, that comes through. By the way, I was way. gonna say <laughs> I said that when we were listening. Never to it. know it. That <laughs> <laughs> comes through. Oh man! So there's a lot of a lot of random like each song is is fairly different from each other. Like there's different vibes. Like there's some full rock tunes and there's some more like almost soul folk tunes. And um, so it's fairly different. But um, yeah, big influences would be like. Um, Chris Cornell, I love him. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, definitely Pearl Jam, Eddie Vedder. Um, songwriters like I, I, I also appreciate they're they're newer than the '90s, but um, like Glenn Hansard and mm. uh, John Mayer, of course. Uh, he's just such a monster. Actually, "Steady My Love" to me is such a John Mayer song. Mm. But um, <laughs> but but uh, but yeah. But then even like the last song is, in my mind, is very. Like I, I was thinking Bruce Springsteen because uh, I it started as a piano lick that I was playing and I was like, oh, this sounds to me like it's going into a Springsteen song. And then so that changed then kind of how I approached the rhythm guitar. Like, like well, let's get it and let that like upbeat Springsteen feel. And um, like, uh, yeah, so it kind of changed song to song. That's yeah. for sure. Like even like Tears of the Sky, I don't. I don't know why, but I was thinking about African music. Cool. <laughs> like, I don't know. Oh, it's, cool. it's really random. But, um, yeah, I, I like that there's a pretty broad range on it. But I would say the the big artists that influenced me have been mostly 90s rock guys. <laughs> and in saying that uh, um, you, you've released a cover... Uh, covers album or so, a few covers albums? Yeah. Um, and you play weddings. That How is it different... Um, I guess not different, but the d- dynamic between doing covers and, and really getting people to do the big sing-alongs at weddings and you see them up dancing versus wearing your heart on your sleeve, putting your own original material out there on this album. Mm. I think, like, I love, so it's it's kind of like the same before. Like, I have my reasons why I wrote my songs and other artists have reasons why they wrote their songs. Um but ultimately, like when I listen to another artist's song, I might find a lot of strength in knowing their story behind the song. And I might get so much out of like the details of what inspired it. But ultimately, I, I attach my story to it naturally. So when I sing someone else's song, I go to like the words of how it resonates with me and where I've been in my life. So I get really into it that way. Um, and, you know, there's usually one or two lines that are still a mystery. Um, but it's, uh, it's fun to kind of step into where they might be thinking. Um, and so then for me with my own music, I just know exactly what I'm thinking. And so I get a chance to almost like go back to those places. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think one, the, the one thing I would say, and, and the pandemic kind of taught me this and the reason, one of the reasons I wanted to do cover albums was, um, I think for me, part of my processing of life is through singing songs and so I so when I sing someone else's song it might be 
you know, maybe it's a, a sad song and maybe in my life I'm not feeling too sad, but for those three minutes of playing that song, I'm going to go there, I'm going to address it and I'm going to kind of let myself feel those things. And then, um, so when we weren't playing shows and you're not sharing that, I found I wasn't going to all those places of myself because I wasn't like channeling, like, you know, maybe you have an angsty song or an aggressive tune and you're like, kind of, you go there and you let yourself get that out. And um, I wasn't doing that. So playing, doing a cover tunes album just seemed like the way to sort of step into those little parts of myself as well. Love I like that. that. Yeah. Also, the, the father and son cover that you did, uh, that, yeah, it will destroy me. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. That song kills me too. It's ridiculous. <laughs> I, yeah, it's so good. Cat Stevens, oh my goodness. He's, he's another massive influence. Okay, there sure. we go. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Um, and yeah, playing a lot of weddings locally. Um, your your studios are here in Cambridge, Ontario. Um, clearly a lot of love for Cambridge. You are <laughs> the founder of Galt Love. Um, can you tell us a little bit about what it means to you to be so like immersed in the community and what Galt Love is all about? Sure. Galt Love. Okay, so I started Galt Love um, years ago now. Uh, I think seven, six or seven years ago. Um, just because I really have spent so long so much time in this community of Cambridge and love it but when it comes to Waterloo region and to listeners who don't know Waterloo region they'll be confused but it's like three towns that are connected into one um Cambridge kind of always gets like the yeah. the the short end of everything and and uh it was too bad because we have this beautiful historic town like right on the river and it's it's stunning all this old architecture and uh, yeah, it just didn't seem like it was being properly represented when it came to the region. So mm. I just decided, hey, for everyone who lives here, we love it and we have a great time and everyone knows each other and it's super cool. So I thought, let's start just a social media movement. But at the time, I also partnered it with doing Galt Love Nights where one the first Friday of every month, stores would stay open later and people come out and we do live music and just make it a whole grassroots community time. Yeah. And it was really great. And we haven't started those up again uh, since all the lockdowns and everything. I've now been so focused on other things. But um, sure, yeah. but no, this community is really, really wonderful. And even when I mentioned um, uh, like that classic rock magazine thing, I won it. It was a voting thing. And when I when I won it, they said we've never had so many Canadian voters for oh. for one of their love their that. conferences. Yeah, that's and I was I like, that was Cambridge. That that's this community that I love. They they do, and they they really do support. And um, I've seen that over and over again over the years, and it it just makes me fall in love with it all the more. It's a great community to be a part of. It's really easy to get to know people in this town, and then um, people are always excited to hear what you're up to and. And see what they can do. So as if you're not busy enough with everything else, <laughs> you've got your studio here, Ebolt Music. Um, tell us a little bit about the studio, what you've got going on. Um, it's it's amazing to me to think a musician has sort of unlocked the code of making music your full-time gig. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. It's been the... I'm so grateful for that. Yeah. Um, but it has been years and years of just trying to build something in this town and... Um, I'm grateful that it is at a point now where, well, and it has been for a long time where I can do this full time. Yeah. Um, it's hard. I think a lot of people step out into the music industry and, and think, you know, within two years, they're going to have an awesome career and, yeah. and everything. And it just is not really 
the reality for most places. Most places you really have to get to know people and they have to get to know you and and um, before you're getting that regular work and that mm. good steady stream. So it takes a while, but I, I'm grateful to have it now. Um, so we've been, I've had a studio now for 11 years, I wow. think. Mm-hmm. It's cool. So, but uh, it started off really, really small. Like I was started teaching music, just going to people's homes. And one of my students happened to be um, a retired man who owned a, a big building that was underutilized and said, well, if you need studio space, I've got a building. And he gave me a wicked deal to help me get started. And then Unreal. eventually we took the leap and moved to Main Street, which was like significantly more expensive. And uh, but yeah, it was also much more present in the community. And yep. so we got busier and busier and then COVID and lockdowns. And so now we're we're downsized again and just kind of re rebuilding a bit. And uh, but it's still been busy enough that I'm, you know, I'm staying busy and I'm grateful for that. And we're trying to get the, keep the team busy and keep yeah. all the teachers busy. But yeah. Wow. And um, what what was your start into music? Like, was this always what you knew what you were going to do? Like, what age did you pick up your first instrument? <laughs> I grew up like my fa- my family had us playing music growing up. Amazing. But um, we I was the only one who really pursued it. For me, it was in high school when I picked up a guitar um, that I knew that this was different I really loved that instrument and I just dove into practicing constantly but I still wasn't thinking a career in it and then it was when I did some traveling and while I was traveling I was thinking like I don't have any interest in going home and diving into a science degree or anything like that I was I wanted to push music I wanted to see what was up there and um and then since doing that it's been so awesome like I, I, I love people. That's ultimately it. And I, music is just such a great connector of people. And so I quickly saw that being involved in music really means you can be right there integrated in the community in a really cool way that, that you know, other people look for opportunities of how they could get involved. And, and I'm grateful that music is something where you can just provide that and be mm-hmm. there with that. And people rally around it whether they're rich or poor or what's going on doesn't really matter um people just kind of come together so it's it, that was really cool and that just sort of sparked a lot of the other decisions of then growing the studio and growing things like that because I started to see there's so much more to this than just playing guitar yeah, <laughs> yeah. um and since having the space here uh has there been any really like wow moments that you kind of just like took a step back and went like this is really special <laughs> the like this album would be one of them like i mean um zach gerber he's the producer who he runs all the recording side <laughs> i am the worst with anything like that so zach zach uses the space to do all the recordings cool and seeing some of the stuff that's that he's done through this space has been amazing i um like recording through lockdowns like he and i were adding it up like we've done like 70 something songs together and um other people have done albums there's an album that's that's um is it a juno there's a children's music album is oh, it cool. a juno they're up for and it's just like thing like that was recorded here and then Whoa. um you know like we had someone like sarah from walk off the earth um she recorded here and just being like wow our space is being used for like cooler and cooler projects and and I mean, there's really, and there has really never been anything like the feeling of walking in on a day when I'm not even scheduled to teach mm-hmm. 
and looking around and seeing like six lessons happening and different instructors and that was really really special like sort of I uh yeah that there's nothing quite like that I've definitely also remember the first time I hired someone which is going way back when I left the building but the lights were still on yeah. <laughs> and be like oh wow it's being run without me I'm not I'm not doing anything <laughs> it's like that's actually really cool so I don't know there's been a lot of those little moments where you're like this is special like and it's I created it but other people carry it and it's really cool seeing when someone else is carrying it and creating something beautiful in the space yeah then it just to me that's very fulfilling wow yeah that's I love that <laughs> um now I I often ask this question as we're kind of like wrapping up things but I've never done it while actually sitting in a studio space with somebody <laughs> um you can invite three musicians dead or alive to work with you in the studio oh, no. space who are they oh no <laughs> Um, easy answer one, Jeff Buckley. Love, yeah. I hundred percent would. Uh, I just, yeah, I think we would have had a good time. Um, I would also have to say Chris Cornell. Um, oh, I want to say Freddie Mercury, but but then the problem is we have a bunch of singers. And no, we need a drummer. We need a, a bassist. We need somebody who could actually. Well, I guess Freddie plays some mean keys. Yeah, everyone's looking around like, who's going to lay down this? Yeah, <laughs> like, who's going to... Yeah. Oh, I mean, if I had a super band, it would probably be, you know, like, you get, like, John Bonham on drums, yeah. and then you get um, Freddie on on keys, and but have, like, somehow, I don't know, splitting vocals with all of them would be so fun. I, I can just keep going. I've already passed three, <laughs> but, like, also Brandy Carlisle, I would love to collaborate oh. with her. Um, yeah, that's a tough one. There's so many good people. And I put you on the spot. Yeah. But yeah, I would say Jeff Buckley, Chris Cornell for sure. Yeah. And let's say Freddie too. But they're all they've all passed. I love so, that. Yeah. Well, thank you for sitting down with thank us you. today, Eric. This is uh just awesome. And um uh, where can our listeners find you playing live next? You know, uh, you've got some shows coming up. Yeah. Um I'm currently lining up a whole bunch of shows to celebrate the new album. I just did a few big ones um for the album release. Uh the next one is at the Cameron House in Toronto. Nice. And I'm currently booking a few smaller theaters around Southern Ontario um, to do uh, this eight-person band theater show. So this album, some shows are me solo. Other shows are me with a four-piece band. Other shows, it's an eight-piece band. So it kind of changes, but ericbolton.ca has all of of them and where I'll be. and each one will specify if it's just me solo or with the band or what's going on. But lots of shows are being organized right now. Um, and it's going to be shows across Canada. And it's looking very much like 2023 will have my first UK leg of shows too. So. Amazing. That's Thank huge. Yeah, you. as long as you've got enough songs, right? <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? Oh, um, Fantastic. Yeah. Well, the new album here between out now, ericbolton.ca, and keep trying track of that for uh, any upcoming uh, tour dates and uh, yeah thanks again Eric thank you awesome
Wake me up, I must be dreaming There's a calm that I've never known With the light of gold and fresh surrender And oh, it feels like home A new world bright with all within me A sunset sky with morning glow It feels like ending and beginning And where we're gonna go, well, I don't know I've been tired of dreaming Dreams have been my only guarantee They're coming through the door without a warning And start making me believe I always need a reason for near or far from where they are I think I'll give myself this season Life is far too short, I'm learning now Oh, I grow tired of dreaming Dreams have been my only songs to sing Been talking with my ghost for far too long About a life that hasn't been I've always had a vision Of a kind of life that's meant for me made a strange decision years ago that brought me to my knees guess I sold myself a life of disbelief but I can build my world I can build my world of dreams Eric Bolton there with World of Dreams. You are listening to Pull a Plug, and it has gotten to the point now in the show, ladies and gentlemen. Look, look, I love Eric Bolton. 
fantastic mm. human being. Loves being able love being able to spend time with him in the studio. Fantastic music. Check out his album. Go to his website. What's that website again there, Shannon? Uh super easy to remember for everybody. Uh EricBolton.ca and the new album here between download it wherever you get your music. But if you have the opportunity, get it right off of uh his website so that uh, more support goes to the artist because I mean other music uh players are great because you have access to music, but if you can support the artist directly, um, that's that's a big help. That's right. Yeah. And look, I love all that. I do, yes. But here's where I'm... This is this is why I showed up this evening. Go on. We need to, we need to talk about this voice-controlled dick-sucking machine. I have questions. Carry on. So uh, this article is from Vice. This is actually from back in July, but, you know, it's still relevant. Um... The so it starts up. I think we talked about it back in the day, back in like 2008, actually, is when it first kind of described this male sex toy of the future called the Auto Blow. <laughs> Great name. And the site said, you know, technology has brought people untold advancements in every aspect of life. You know, you, we can drive cars, fly airplanes, you can explore the internet. And the technological advancement in male sex toys of the decade is the Auto Blow. Now, the Auto Blow AI Plus is the successor of the 2018 Autoblow AI, which is an automatic... Now, I'm quoting the article, okay? You can't... You You're not can't, speaking from experience not, here? Well, I'm not speaking from experience. I'd like to be. Um, but I'm, uh, Not these, a sponsor. Not a sponsor yet. Um, these are also not my words. An automatic jerk-off machine, roughly the size and shape of a small box of wine with rounded edges. So, you can... So, I mean, it's a fair, fairly sizable thing, but... But not impossible. Not impossible. Yeah. You know, you can hide that in a dresser if you so, are so inclined. <laughs> Cover it with three pairs of socks or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, so what you do is, you you know, you put your dick in this, like, the fleshlight, like, sleeve. Right. <laughs> I really hope Eric Bolton fans are still <laughs> sticking around. <laughs> Thanks for sticking with Amazing. us. Amazing. This is the quality content you've been waiting for. Here you go. Um, and a ring powered by a small motor will move up and down your shaft. Right massaging it in patterns and speeds that you can choose in a connected web app. So you can kind of pick and choose your rhythm, start slow, go fast, whatever. So like its predecessor, the AI Plus is not artificially intelligent. So it doesn't learn what you want, which is good. <laughs> um, like I don't, I, don't need, I don't need a robot that pleasures me to no. learn things. I don't know about that. But this model is internet connected and features a downloadable blowjob library and voice command features. Wow. So you can say things like "finish me off" and it'll just fucking like just go give her sort of thing. Um, so devices made for sucking off a dick are a bellwether for society's views on sex toys in general. So to keep their audiences inter- interested, sex toy makers have had to increasingly make their toys more high tech, novel, uh, internet connected, cutting edge, all that kind of stuff. So Autoblow isn't immune to this trend, and with the Autoblow AI Plus, it's testing new things. Um, and the the maker of this still believes that is it is indeed the sex toy of the future. Do you want to hear how the testing process went for this person? I do, but I just want to put in my two cents here. I find the notion of uh, sex toys that connect to your technology to be um, a little bit daunting in the task of... Um, not uh, perhaps maybe not remembering the settings to turn off and whatnot mm. so that you can still have the connectivity that you're looking for um, for these jerk off sessions, but also block out any other interference such as maybe your mom texting you <laughs> in the middle of this <laughs> right. said session. Yeah. And I think there's a, just a le- extra level of planning to this 
that I'm not sure I'm about. Sure. Yeah, I think if you're sitting down with something like this, but I mean, you could almost say this for any kind of if you're any if you're watching any kind of porn just in general. Fair. Is if you're watching porn on your on your phone or whatever device that receives any kind of notifications, you've got to you have to plan ahead. You got to plan ahead. You got to turn on that do not disturb feature. Right. You know, like hey, only accept calls if it's an emergency for this little bit of time here because I'm in Walmart and I can't find your father. This is an emergency. <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> like, so I agree. There, there are certain things that you kind of need to be aware of when you're talking about an internet-connected device. And anyhow. I, anyhow. Carry on. So the test unit that this individual received, it's clear plastic case, so you can see everything that's kind of housed inside immediately. Nice. And the penis gripper <laughs> ring clasped around a wobbly, dangling silicone <laughs> sleeve. Human-like mouth perched at the opening, uh, so, but the product ships in like a like a plain brown box. Like it's discreet shipping, as most sex toys are. So once he takes the uh, Autoblow AI Plus out of its box, uh, his first foray is to figure out how to get it connected to the internet. Right, and it doesn't connect to like an app because that's an intentional choice. Because like the Google Play and like Apple's App Store, they really strictly censor sexual speech. Yes. And yeah. you can't repeatedly refer to blowjobs because that would get you, get you kicked off the platform. So you have to use like a web app. So you have to go to a website and it takes you like five minutes to set this whole thing up. You Holy. plug it in, you turn it on, you hold this pause button. It creates a, a specific Wi-Fi network that you got to then connect to. You put in a string of characters on your thing and then it's set up. It does explain it all in a, in a, in a video apparently but it does take like five to ten minutes to set up which if you're somebody that's not about planning and <laughs> and i know a lot of guys don't read manuals and shit like you're you, you might have some frustrations but still f- five to ten minutes like you're not asking the world of these consumers that no it's not ridiculous uh, it's not terrible so once it's set up for this revolutionary experience, it's incredible, and you got to see the gifts that I'm looking at right now. <laughs> it is something else. Um, so once it's set up, he says, "I didn't fully trust that the machine would not inflict real damage yeah. on my very real penis." <laughs> um, so he grabbed Dude, a. That's brave to be a tester for this type. Right. Of, yeah. Yeah. So he says, "I grabbed a very ripe banana from my pantry for an ad hoc safety test." So. This isn't something that the manufacturer suggests you should do, but right. he's like, I'm not trusting this 100% yet. So on my first attempt at shoving the banana into the auto blows waiting mouth, it became clear that doing this dry was not an option. You do need some <laughs> lube. Nothing wrong with using lube Absolutely. in any instance whatsoever, Any everybody. Using some lube and kind of force it in there a little bit. And you try various stroke modes in the web app, played around with the sliders that control speed and position. Um, as the room started to smell strongly of overripe garbage, he thought for sure the ban- banana was literally being masticated in there. But then he, he he took it out, and the skin was unscathed. It wasn't bruised. He was the the, the banana was was fine. Wow. So the, apparently, this new model it has a voice control feature still in beta, and the app takes care to warn. The, the individual about this and it says there's six different commands into their phone to control the movement go pause faster slower next and f- finish me <laughs> that's amazing finish me <laughs> it's like mortal combat 100 
Feature apparently is still buggy. System doesn't understand every word on the first try. So yelling go and faster at a sex toy was kind of a, a new experience for this person, <laughs> understandably. They're not a common feature in most toys on the market, but the maker of this is confident that this is where the market is going to be headed. Voice control is a major thing in, in most technology. Yeah. Wow. Um, and so he has a web app. We're almost at the end of this testing period. I just want to, but th- this is fascinating to me. So he has a web app open, a uh, voice command page open on the phone. The bananas like bobbing along in the machine. He watches a video about how to adjust the penis gripper. Um, so you, that you're not too loose or too tight. Right. Yeah. Uh, so fine balance. <laughs> and he, he, accidentally must have said words that sounded like finish me because the auto blow started vigorously jerking the banana off like just giving her wow so once it was in that mode it's impossible to make it stop i was yelling pause stop (laughs) no was ignored the auto blow was too focused on its task and my fingers too lubed up to register on my phone screen to hit pause on the app i had to shut it off with the on off switch on the on the device my partner peeked his head into the room during this commotion and said he thought it was on some kind of hostile zoom meeting (laughs) and turns out i was just screaming out a slick silicone mouth i was deep throating a banana so that's incredible um it does i haven't been able to see if he he actually went ahead and tested it. Yeah. Um, the, but I'm curious. The notion of not being able to pause it once you yell finish me uh, or say finish Stop. me. No. <laughs> like, again, that's one of those moments that like suddenly someone walks into the room or. Exactly. And you, you need to be able to to call it quits yeah on like yeah. You, you need to be able to quickly do this but the thing is you've got a big box over your dick right so it's you know how discreet are you really <laughs> able to be <laughs> <laughs> so i hear you asking the question chan i can see it in your on your face right now tip of my tongue how much does this thing cost tell me how many am i able to buy for my friends and family for christmas for this coming christmas. up yeah, soon absolutely it is it's not cheap it is cheaper than I was anticipating. Okay. Uh, retail price is two ninety nine. Sale price right now is two thirty nine. That's not that's, bad that's at not, all. That's not ridiculous. Maybe it's not a friends and family <laughs> gift, but it's a special someone it's gift. A special perhaps. someone, yeah. You know, if somebody travels a lot and they've and they want to fill their entire suitcase with this thing. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, it's a box of wine essentially. So yeah. you know, maybe not so much. But you know, it's, it's, it's not, that's not stupid. It's it's a loving gift for the one you love. That's that's right. That's right. So, wow. Uh, link in the show notes if you uh, want to learn more, want to buy one. Um, maybe we can get some kind of affiliate program going. Who knows? I, Let's give I, a whirl. I would love to try it. Just saying. <laughs> love to try Perfect. it. I would love that for you. Yeah, thank you. So, yeah, it's autoblow.com, but again, uh, web, uh, link will be in the uh, show, show notes. notes. Yeah. At the website, I'm just flustered now. I'm just so excited about it. <laughs> uh, we got one more song coming up from Eric Bolton. And I must say, it's my favorite song off the record. It's so exciting. Yes. Love it. Uh, this is Eric Bolton with Neon Soul here on Pull the Plug. Is it in me to fight my way to love? I believe I can't do this on my own. But I'm alone, it's easy to see. When I close my eyes, I can feel where I need to be. I'm not dreaming anymore. Neon soul, keep me going all night long. Neon soul, take me home 
this life keeps me feeling like I'm off when I'm right on time and it's hard to see. Nothing is free. Oh, I'm not my life. Why was you and me? Did you really think I'd let me go? No more. It's hard to believe. But no one could speak and no one could sing for me. Why'd you try to make me doubt my soul? Why, why? Neon soul. Keep me going all night long. On neon soul. Take me home. me feel like I'm off when I'm right on time. It's hard to see. Neon soul, keep me going all night long. On neon soul, take me home. This life keeps me feeling like I'm off when I'm right on time, and it's hard to see. Neon soul, on neon soul, take me home. This life. Keeps me feeling like I'm off when I'm right on time and it's all in me. soul eric bolton and uh, that's going to close us out for tonight make sure uh you check eric bolton out ericbolton.ca uh new album here between out now what a fucking gem of a dude oh i just just an awesome guy fantastic musician um just super like nice and chill and rad you know like there's not there's there's far too little people out there that are just like good rad people. Yeah. You know, and Eric Bolton is one of them. So kudos to you, sir. Yeah, he uh, he was a ton of fun. He was a very gracious host in his uh, in his studios. Um, and yeah, check him out. Uh, just unbelievable guy. So um, here between and if you can buy his music or merch on his own website, go for it. Yeah, do it. Support him. Support the artists that you love, people. That's right. I mean, God's sake. Literally buying someone's t-shirt supports them like tenfold over listening to their music on Spotify or Apple Music. And frankly, you need a new shirt. You need a new shirt. You need a new shirt. Just this week, if you're thinking about buying a shirt, don't go to ptppodcast.com to our merch place. Go to Eric Bolton's website. That's right. Get a shirt there. Buy the music. And then next week, get that G going to give it to you shirt. That's right. That's for the friends and family. Yeah, that's Christmas is coming up, kids. There you go. Yeah. Uh, once again, our website, uh, ptbpodcast.com. Thank you guys so much for listening. 
and uh, sticking through. All, we had a lot of raunchy shit tonight. You're welcome, by the way. Yeah. Stick around, Eric Bolton listeners. That's it's right. It only gets worse from here. We will be back. So uh, thanks, thanks for listening, and uh, stay interesting. Kiss my Kirby butt. Goodbye.